a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. You heard in that segment prior that there uh, was an address coming from Arizona from members of the the Trump campaign. I want to share with you just a quick clip from that address. David Bossy, president of Citizens United, also former deputy campaign manager for Donald Trump in 2016. Uh, He had this to say uh, just moments ago in Arizona. President Trump is going to overtake Joe Biden and we are going to win Arizona. Look, the, what, the news organizations that prematurely called Arizona have really done a disservice to the American people. And so, look, it's, it, it's, that's water under the bridge. What we're going to do, what we're going to do is prove them wrong. Okay? That's what we're here to do. We're going to make sure that every single vote counts, and we're going to prove to the American people that Arizona is Trump country. All right, there you go. David Bossie uh, speaking from Arizona at a uh, Trump event. I'll also let you know that at any moment uh, we will be hearing from Joe Biden as he takes to the microphone again to address uh, the nation or whoever's watching uh, from Wilmington, Delaware. And when uh, he steps to the mic, uh, we will we'll bring you that live here on KSL News Radio. Uh, before that, though, let me ask you I want to share a number with you. 21. Do you remember that number? That was a big number here in Utah in 2016. Four years ago, that percentage was the number of Utah voters who cast their vote for Evan McMullen. It was historic and will forever be a part of Utah's history. Those 243,690 votes likely prevented Donald Trump from securing over 50% of the vote here in Utah, a feat which he has accomplished this cycle. Joining me on the program now is Evan McMullen. Sir, how are you? Welcome to the show. Great to be with you, Lee. Doing well. Thank Good. you. Hey, uh, I, a tweet of yours caught my attention. You, yesterday afternoon, uh, tweeted, you said, If this race is called for Biden, Republican leaders will face an important decision. Go along with Trump's attempts to delegitimize the election or defend this sacred institution of free society. Their choice will provide a clue about the GOP's direction post-Trump, close quote. And uh, listen, Mr. McMullen, I'm sorry to do this, but uh, Joe Biden has taken to the stage now. And so let's for a moment dip in and and, and hear what the candidate has to say. Sounds great. Sounds great. No one, not anything else, that chooses the president of the United States of America. So each ballot must be counted. And that's what we're going to see going through now. And that's how it should be. Democracy is sometimes messy. It sometimes requires a little patience as well. But that patience has been rewarded now for more than 240 years with a system of governance that's been the envy of the world. And we continue to feel 
Senator and I, we continue to feel very good about where things stand. We have no doubt that when the count is finished, Senator Harris and I will be declared the winners. So I ask everyone to stay calm, all the people to stay calm. The process is working. The count is being completed, and uh, we'll know very soon. So thank you all for your patience, but we have to count the votes. God bless you all, and may God protect our troops. Thank you so much. All right, there you have uh, some remarks coming from Wilmington, Delaware. Uh, Joe Biden there addressing folks. He uh, standing alongside uh, his running mate, Kamala Harris, Senator Harris there. Uh, and, and I wonder, I, I presume that these uh, these will become periodic until we have uh, a winner decided. Anyway, turning back to my conversation with uh, Evan McMullen. Sir, you still on the line? I am. I'm with you. Outstanding. Very good. Uh, b- before we get into the, the substance of your tweet, I, w- I want to talk about your relationship with the Republican Party. Uh, your background, very briefly, following your time uh, with the CIA, you volunteered on the Romney campaign in 2012. And then the next year, you worked for the House Republican Conference in Congress. Then uh, you left the party to run for president as an independent. And you most recently have been very vocal about your support for the candidate from whom we just heard, Joe Biden. Talk to me a little bit about your relationship and view of the Republican Party today. Well, it's a it's a great question. I I am a registered Republican in the moment, uh, and I am one Republican that has, of course, disagreed with the direction of the party under President Trump's leadership. That doesn't mean I've disagreed with every policy um, initiative that, that the party has pursued. Um, but in terms of his leadership and, and much that he has brought into the party, uh, I've, I've opposed that and advocated for a recommitment to foundational principles and conservatism uh, that can appeal across the board to Americans of all kinds of different backgrounds. Uh, and so as far as what happens in the future with my affiliation with the party, you know, if Trump is defeated in, in this election, then I think uh, there's an opportunity for uh, a debate about the direction of the party. Uh, if he is not, if he prevails, then then I think there's probably less of an opportunity for a debate about the direction of the party. And so I'm, I'm waiting to see what happens with that. Uh, there are good things and bad things with regard to the party that I see out there happening. Um, but I, you know, we can talk about them. But I will say that I think uh, I, I think that our state, that Utah, that our tradition of unifying leadership is what the country needs and is what the GOP needs. And I would like to see uh, us as, as a state and, and our representatives in Congress uh, step up uh, and provide leadership, more leadership to the country, more leadership uh, within the Republican Party and the Democratic Party in the years to come. I think the country needs our more unifying uh, tradition of leadership. Are there are there Republicans, high profile Republicans in office today who exemplify, in, in your view, the you know the, the proper way to be a Republican? I guess, for lack of a better phrase. Well, look, I, I think there are examples. Yeah, I think Senator Romney has has been a, a principled uh, servant of of the public and has upheld his oath to defend the Constitution. I think Spencer Cox, uh, who has just now been recently uh, elected as as our governor, uh, is another phenomenal example. Uh, And there are others. So, you know, that's what I mean about Utah. We have this tradition of more unifying, principled conservatism that's still compassionate. That's what I think we need. I, I think there are, you know, there are examples, unfortunately, in the state of, I think, some of our representatives who have have 
he have you know strayed a bit in the last four years. And you know, I think about Senator Lee recently uh, comparing Donald Trump to Captain Moroni. And you know, I think we can all agree whether we support President Trump or or not as Republicans as conservatives. Uh, we can all agree, or most of us, I think, can agree that 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 was a comparison that didn't make a lot of sense. Is that and so you know, I'm worried about some things there, but I I, I think again, the state and Republicans in the state have a tremendous opportunity to provide needed leadership. Just to 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 ask you for some clarification on that Lee example you cited, do, do you view his comparison uh, between Captain Moroni and Donald Trump to be a and if it's a shortcoming that you you, know, you call it, is it a shortcoming of communication or is it a or is it a partisan shortcoming? Is 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 his comparison there a reflection of him as a Republican or as a communicator? It's deeper than just style. I think there's a tendency out there for people who support the president. To, to conclude that those who don't just differ with his style. Th- that's just not true. I mean, look, I've, you know, I spent years working all over the world as, as a CIA officer and dealt with all kinds of people whose styles I didn't much appreciate candidly. But you learn how to work with people and, and do, you, when you're doing good things and you go forward. Uh, I think with President Trump, it is, you know, we, we could spend a lot of time talking about it, of course, but you know, it's a deep, deep character issue. Captain Moroni obviously was a righteous leader uh, who, um, who, you know, Scripture tells us that, you know, if if all if all men were were like him, that you know, evil would essentially be defeated, uh, and that's just not the case with a president uh, like President Trump, who has been so incredibly divisive and 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 cruel and amoral. Uh, it's just you can't you can't even compare the two. But but there are policy issues, too. Of course, it's not it's not just the style, the divisive style, which is important because we're not going to find solutions to to modern challenges with divisive leaders. It just won't work. So that the divisiveness and indecency really does matter. But it's also the rejection of science during a pandemic. It's catering to extremist movements that are violent and doing just terrible things in our country, cozying up to foreign dictators, reckless spending, driving the national debt up to $27 trillion even before the pandemic when, you know, we were running trillion-dollar annual uh, deficits. Uh, The attacks on the rule of law, these are all substantive issues that just – aren't good for the country and aren't good for the Republican Party. And I think in a post-Trump world, we can leave these things behind and and move forward, capitalizing on, on some good things that have happened, uh, like bringing working class people into the party. I think that's a good thing. President Trump did that. Um, if we can we can continue to do that, but without some of these negative things as a Republican Party, and I think we can be much more competitive electorally, we can provide better leadership to the country. And and that's the kind of, and I think Utah, I think the people of Utah and its representatives can provide that kind of leadership. All right. Uh, We'll have to leave it at that. Evan McMullen, thank you so much for your time on the program today, sharing with us your view. Uh, Look forward to speaking to you again sometime. Uh, We're going to take a break. Thank you, man. Uh, We're going to take a break right now. When we come back, uh, we're going to speak to a hero, a hero who saved a young baby. There was an Amber Alert yesterday. And that fear was brought to an end by my guest next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. 
I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.